I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Tara Saraban and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre and downright stupid criminals and crime stories in the world ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, you'll be hearing about a man who called 911 to say there was a burglary in progress. Plot twist, he was the burglar and he wanted the cops to come and protect him from the resident who just returned home. As well as an English woman who went on the dark web and paid someone she thought was a hitman to kill her co-worker after a brief fling in a frozen food factory went sour. Alrighty, let's get cracking. In March 2011, Hilary McKenzie and her daughter had just come home from shopping when they heard a man's voice coming from the bathroom of their house in Portland, Oregon. As you will hear, Hillary is one of the most chill people ever. That's why I call her Chillery. Chillery told her daughter to leave the house while she yelled to the man through the bathroom door, demanding to know who he was. The intruder, Timothy Chapek, gave her his real name. 24-year-old Timothy had a habit of being in places he shouldn't be and taking things that weren't his, which is how he came to be in Chillery's shower in the first place. When she told him she was calling the police, she was surprised to hear that he was already talking to them on the phone. She called the police as well, and the two of them had dueling 911 calls. Let's start off by listening to Chillery's call. 911. Um, I have an intruder in my house. What's your address? Hold on one second. And there's, what's your name? Okay, hold on one second. weapons out? Uh, I, uh, no, I mean, my cats are inside. I took the dogs and my daughter out. We just okay. came home from the grocery store. Okay. She's in the bathroom. Okay. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. It looks like we already have a call. Somebody else is calling it, too, so I'm going to add your information, just so bear with me real quick. Okay, and the guy is white, black, Hispanic, or Asian? I have no idea. He was in the bathroom. Okay, hold on a second. And the door's shut. And he says he's in there. And I said, who the hell are you? <laughs> okay. And he said, Timothy something. I totally forgot his name. Okay. And he said he broke in? He said he broke in and he was kidnapped and he was taking a shower. Okay. And <laughs> we already have lots of officers driving there. <laughs> also said he, his name was Timothy something. Uh, right, but I mean, I just... <laughs> right, no, 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 you did the right thing. Uh, and I got my daughter out, the cats are inside, the chickens are inside, and my dog's on the porch with me. I'm standing outside on my porch <laughs> with no coat. Okay, they're driving there. Um, I'm going to keep you on the line. And I might go in and get a coat. No, 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 I don't want you going back in there, okay? Well, he's, there's two doors between me. I, I understand 
that, but we don't know where he is or if he has weapons, so we need oh, you to oh, stay I outside. Where, I know where he is. He's in okay, the back bathroom, and I can see him. Well, right, I won't go in. I won't go in. I promise. Okay, because you're gonna put. We don't know if there's other people in the house. He could be lying. You know, there could be four more people with him. Okay. Well, we we already screened the house because one dog was in the house, Tana, and so he's not upstairs. Okay. And nobody else. You you have no clue who he is or anything, correct? No. No. Okay. Um. So we have lots of help coming. I'm gonna stay on the line with you. Let me know if he leaves or goes anywhere. Can you? Okay. Did you did you catch a glimpse of him for any description at all? No. 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 Okay. And uh, well, uh, the police said we shouldn't go in, guys. <laughs> no, they're they're coming there. We have like six officers already heading their lights and sirens. So, uh, and my neighbor's here now, and the two guys who were delivering his wood. Yeah, no, no, yeah. So uh, everybody, don't go in or contact him or anything. Okay, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did he sound like he was high or drunk? Well, he's obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and no, he sounded completely lucid. Okay. And at first I thought it was my tenant downstairs and her uh -huh. boyfriend that she sent him upstairs to use the upstairs bathroom. Right. But, and and they're not they're not home. Your tenant downstairs aren't home either. Uh, no, well she's home, but uh, her her friend and it's not really her boyfriend. It's a musician and they. Work. Okay. And are they out of the location too? They're, they're downstairs in a separate apartment. Okay. And there's no connection. I mean, you have to go outside to get in. Okay. No problem. Unbelievably chill was she. Yeah, sure, there's an intruder inside. Hey, maybe he's armed. I'm just going to pop back inside to get my coat. She is so unbothered by this situation. I love it when she tells the officers, come on up, the party's up here, and then laughs. Amazing. I want what she's having. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be so chill. 
And my dog wouldn't be chill either. She'd be trying desperately to get into the house so that she could be the one to hug the intruder first. So Timothy had already called 911 at around 7pm when he heard Chillery and her daughter return home. During the call, he's honest to the dispatcher about breaking in and shares his fears that the owner might have a gun and most certainly had two big dogs. You can also hear him tell her that he was kidnapped and was taking a shower. The chances of someone kidnapping you just so they can make you break into a house and take a shower are slim, but never zero. (laughs) Actually, I think they are zero. Let's have a listen to Timothy's call. I just broke into a house, and the owner came home. You, you broke into a house? Yeah. Where at? I don't know. Okay, so are you still there? Yeah. Okay, so are you with... I think that guns. Okay, where are you? I don't know. You have no clue where you are? No. Where are you in the I'm house? I'm in the hills, where are you in the house? They can, they can hear me. Okay, what's your name? What's your name? Why do you think they have guns? Kidnap. Hello? I'm sorry. My name is Timothy Chappick. I I broke in. I was kidnapped. I've already called them. They're on the phone right now. Timmy seems to have no clue whatsoever as to where he is. It's like he took an accidental quantum leap and landed in the shower all dazed and confused. I love that he sounds petrified and Chillery sounds totally confident. It's usually the other way around in a situation like this. Timmy later told the police that a group of men had kidnapped him and put him in the bathroom. Oh, diabolical. There are these groups of men roaming around Portland, kidnapping guys with a long history of burglary and making them break into other people's houses to take showers. A likely story. When the cops arrested Timmy, he still had a wet head from his shower. That's why his hair looks so nice and clean and shiny in his mugshot. He was booked into jail and faced charges including first-degree criminal trespass. It had been a pretty big week for Timmy, career criminal-wise. On the Monday, he was booked into the Washington County Jail for a probation violation. He was on probation for committing burglaries and a smash-and-grab robbery at a pizza shop. Within hours of getting released, he broke into Chillery's place in Oregon. After being charged with trespassing and released, he failed to turn up to his court date on Tuesday. That's because he couldn't be in two places at once and he was at a car dealership stealing a BMW. Hashtag priorities. 
He was arrested at 12.30am on Wednesday in the parking lot of a Walmart in Chehalis, Washington. A staff member had called the cops to report that Timmy was committing a theft in progress. Walmart workers saw Timmy loading up a shopping cart full of merchandise. Then he unsuccessfully tried to pry open a cash register in the garden centre before scampering off through the store's emergency exit. When the police arrived at the Walmart parking lot, they found Timmy loading up the stolen BMW with speakers, amplifiers, backpacks, a hammer, a crowbar, a hacksaw, bolt cutters, an electric drill, cleaning wipes, knives, a slingshot, sunglasses, headphones, and three pairs each of shoes, socks, dress shirts, ties, and pants. It looks like he stole a whole bunch of stuff to commit crimes with and then some outfits to wear to court after he was arrested for doing so. He was jailed on charges of burglary and car theft. It seems Timmy may be going for the title of World's Dumbest Criminals MVP. In May 2017, he robbed a US bank in downtown Portland. Hilariously, the person who called 911 told them that the culprit looked like a hipster. <laughs> hipster bank robber. Timmy pled guilty to the charges and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. It turns out this was not his first bank robbery rodeo. He was also, coincidentally, on federal probation for a previous bank robbery when he robbed this bank. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 43-year-old Helen Hewlett met 50-year-old Paul Benton when they worked together at the Linda McCartney Vegetarian Frozen Food Factory in Fakenham, Norfolk. Helen was married with five kids. Paul was also married with kids. But that didn't stop either of them from flirting with each other over a conveyor belt filled with caramelized beetroot, carrot and red onion fritters. One day they let their devilish desires overcome them. They went out to the parking lot, got in a car, and made out. I gotta say, I was not expecting something as salacious as this to go down in the parking lot of the Linda McCartney frozen food factory in Fakenham. Perhaps it was just the aroma wafting off the tomato and vegan cheddar flavor bites. Or maybe the two of them were meant to be. It turns out that true love does not usually smell like vegan cheese and Paul regretted their dry humping immediately. Unfortunately for him, Helen did not. She had herself a major case of lady blue balls and became utterly transfixed with Paul. So much so that she would go on to stalk him for the next two and a half years. During this time, she bombarded him with emails and texts and sent him explicit pictures and videos of herself that he did not wish to see. Like an incel who had written a song in an effort to turn a lesbian he wanted to date straight, 
Helen would not take no for an answer. To gain more distance between Helen and himself, Paul quit his job and got a new one at the nearby Kinnerton Confectionery Factory, which makes chocolate products for Tesco. But like a bad smell that follows you from room to room, Helen wouldn't let go of her Paul fantasies. She put Linda McCartney in the rearview mirror and got herself a job at the Kinnerton Confectionery Factory too. She became a mixer in the nut department, which sounds like an appropriate position. Paul ended up arranging his shifts in an effort to avoid Helen and started to block her never-ending messages. This was a kick in the blue balls for Helen and she became engorged with rage at her former Linda McCartney frozen food factory parking lot makeout partner. She sent angry messages to Paul, including one that said, Hope it was worth it. You're nothing but a spiteful bully. But then she'd catch a slight whiff of vegan cheese on the breeze and beg him to meet up with her again, saying things like, I know I'm probably the last person you want to see. As she was in fact the last person he wanted to see, he ignored her messages. And then of course she called him a coward for not wanting to meet up with her. She even posted comments about him on Facebook, saying things like, He needs shooting in the bollocks. His lack of interest in her made Helen so irate that she set about trying to destroy his reputation at work. She lodged complaints with HR, accusing Paul of bullying, harassment and racial abuse. Uh, She's white, by the way, and so is he. Paul had to have some awkward meetings with HR over her complaints, but they dismissed them as being malicious after he showed them emails that she'd sent him. So many emails. Helen quit her job in the nut department in August 2021, saying that she was leaving the company due to being bullied by Paul and his sexual harassment of women. Though it seems no other women at the company backed up her claims, and we know he wasn't sexually harassing Helen. That's what got her so pissed off in the first place. Helen was also suspected of making an anonymous whistleblower complaint to Tesco in April 2022, claiming that Paul had made homophobic slurs. Believing it was part of Helen's campaign of terror against Paul, bosses at the company dismissed it and advised him to go to the police to report that he was being harassed. Paul said, I just wanted to be left alone to get on with my life. I just wanted it to stop. I had no intention of getting anyone in trouble. After her plans to get Paul fired were thwarted, Helen decided to go atomic. She went on the dark web and began looking at sites to hire a hitman to kill him. She used all of her savings, went into overdraft and took out loans to buy Bitcoin so that she could put a hit out on Paul on a site called Online Killers Market. She had placed an ad which read, Job in Norfolk, UK. Need someone killed in Norfolk? Vital, it looks like an accident. She transferred over £20,000 into an online account to pay for the hit and gave them Paul's full name, home and work addresses, and a picture of him. Helen was arrested after a tip-off to the police. They later discovered that after she paid for the hit on Paul, she had searched for news articles about fatal road accidents, a body being found in a ditch, and someone being found dead on Holcombe Beach, none of which turned out to be Paul. When the police interviewed Helen, she claimed that she had no intention of going through with the order and just placed the ad on the dark web to vent. 
Later in court, she said, I'll put a post on a forum. It was to vent more than anything and to say things that I was feeling. I was more stupid than serious. It was a way of making me feel better. She claimed that she believed Paul would not be harmed until she gave her consent for a hit to go ahead. Ah, bullshit, Lady Blue Balls. You don't take out loans, go on a dark web hitman procuring website and have money transferred into someone's account just to vent. After officers spoke to Helen, she ceased contact with Paul for a while, but resumed emailing him soon afterwards saying that she was sorry. Investigators were unable to say if the money Helen paid went to an actual hitman or if the online killer's market website was a scam. This is why you should always use rentahitman.com. They have guarantees. In court, prosecutors argued that it didn't matter if the website was a scam or not, as Helen had clearly intended to have Paul murdered. In statements read out in court, Paul said that he'd been left feeling scared and was very wary of strangers. Yeah, having someone take out a hit on you will do that. During Helen's sentencing, Judge Catherine Moore called her a dangerous offender and said, You plainly caused emotional harm. Mr. Belton suffered significantly. Fortunately, you were duped on the dark web and there was no contract killer. You are saddened by the situation you are in, but you have shown little genuine remorse. You have a vengeful streak. Your risk of reoffending is higher than assessed from the psychiatric report. She sentenced Helen to a total of 12 and a half years in prison for soliciting murder and three months for stalking. This will consist of seven and a half years in prison and five years on extended license. She was also handed a restraining order to prevent her from going near Paul or his family after she's released. I was surprised that Helen didn't go all in on a drug abuse or mental health defense. Her only defense was claiming that she didn't really mean it. If she'd hired one of those lawyers who specialize in making excuses for sexual predators, they would have banged on so much about her having a supposedly hard childhood and or drug addiction issues that she probably would have got off with probation and been given a hug and a cupcake. To finish up, I have a few punchline crimes for you. These are short cases that sound more like jokes than something that actually happened. In June this year, a 29-year-old factory supervisor in Malaysia acted out his road rage fantasy on a woman driving along the highway with her 17-year-old brother. A viral video shot by her brother shows the man stop his car, rage strut up to her vehicle and aggressively bang on the driver's side window until she rolled it down. Then he yelled at her, Drive more carefully! You're playing with people's lives, you bitch! I'll hit you and the person next to you! The woman calmly attempted to explain to him that she was not at fault for driving across the broken white lines. He responded by growling, Don't you dare argue with me, and don't raise your voice. Do you want to know who I am? Broken white lines, your father. I'll break your face. Then he shoved her head twice before leaving. What a raging, hemorrhoid-covered asshole. 
He might have thought the woman wouldn't report him to the police after his threatening mighty feats of abusive behaviour to her and her teenage brother. But she did, and good on her, and her brother, for filming the whole thing. This appalling example of humanity was arrested and remanded in custody. What's the bet this loser doesn't go around harassing and assaulting male drivers like this? Hollywood units, any Hollywood unit, a man screaming, 1215 Lodi Place, 1215 Lodi Place in front of the location, screaming for help. Any Hollywood unit, code to high incident, 344. On January 26, 2022, a 19-year-old guy named Lachlan was fueled by a cocktail of drugs when he tried to rob a service station in Woodville North, South Australia. After ingesting the performance-enhancing combination of cocaine, MDMA, prescription drugs and alcohol, he went to the servo around the corner from his house, pumped up and ready for action. Lachlan fronted up to the counter with his left hand by the waistband of his pants, like a tough guy, and told the attendant to give him the money from the till. When she looked at Lachlan, she did not see the tough guy he'd convinced himself he was. Instead, she saw a teenage clown and assumed that he was joking. So she replied, Yeah, nah, fuck off, mate. He told her to give him the money multiple times and she kept refusing. Then he reached under the COVID safe screen at the counter and thrust a knife at her. Fortunately, the COVID safe screen protected her from being stabbed. Lachlan then demanded that she give him some cigarettes and lunged and stabbed at the counter with the knife. He eventually left the store empty-handed and was arrested later that day. Lachlan pleaded guilty to attempted robbery. During sentencing, Judge Allen stated, You became angry because you could not find the cash you thought you had in your wallet. This is when you grabbed a knife and decided to go to the service station around the corner from your home to steal money and cigarettes. This was a classic soft target attempted robbery committed with a dangerous weapon in circumstances that can only be described as extremely frightening. Lachlan was sentenced to two years and three months in jail. The sentence was suspended on a two-year $500 good behaviour bond. (laughs) I just so love that he got himself all pumped up to go and rob the servo. And when he gets there, the attendant goes, yeah, nah, fuck off, mate. (laughs) Definitely a classic. In August 2022, a 21-year-old man named Sean Kendrick had nearly completed a seven-year sentence for aggravated assault when he escaped from the Central Mississippi Correctional Facility. He had less than four months left of his sentence when he decided to hot-foot it out of there. After he fled the prison, he broke into a nearby house and held three people at gunpoint for hours. Then he stole a car from one of the hostages, but he didn't get far before crashing it and scampering off on foot. He was later found hiding from the authorities in a rubbish bin, which was very Oscar the Grouch of him. Sean Kendrick pleaded guilty to two counts of kidnapping and a circuit court judge sentenced him to 40 years in state prison. Dude had four months left in the pokey and now he's been sentenced to 40 years. That's got a sting. 
This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. And if you dug what you heard, please leave a review. If you'd like to support this independent podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash world's dumbest criminals. All levels get access to monthly bonus episodes and ad-free episodes. And higher levels also receive a romantic trip for two to the parking lot of the Linda McCartney frozen food factory in Fakenham. Ooh, baby. Thank you to Jason Thomason for coming on board as a patron recently. I really appreciate your support, Jason. I released a new patron episode last week. It was about a Florida man who made several obscene 911 calls where he asked female dispatchers to come to his house and have sex with him. Because, you know, it's not like they were at work literally saving lives or anything. If you're up for more dumb criminals action in your life, you could follow me on Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast or Twitter at WD Criminals Pod. Or you could join our World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast Facebook group. And thank you to the marvellous Miss Lorraine Ledwell for running the group with me. Stay tuned after the closing music to hear a promo from my friendly friends at the role-playing game podcast Fire Breathing Kittens. Till next time. Look after yourself, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do, don't commit a crime that makes you end up on this podcast. Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real-play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire Breathing Kittens podcast, fantasy action, mystery, friendship. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.